and welcome to the Rock Lives Here podcast. I'm your host, Scott Smith. If you've been tuning into Rock Lives Here Radio, then thank you very much. I really appreciate the support. You'll really find these podcast episodes a great way to catch any chats that you might have missed with all the great artists that have featured on Rock Lives Here. If you're new to Rock Lives Here, then head on over to rocklivesheer.com.au to stream the best thing you've never heard in rock radio here in Australia. You can also download the app via Google or Apple App Store. Also, definitely keep up to date by subscribing to the Rock Lives Here mailing list and following Rock Lives Here on all the usual social media channels. All the links for those in the show notes below and over at rocklivesheer.com.au. One band definitely not to be missed at the Melodic Rock Fest here in Melbourne, Rock City in March is Midnight City from the UK. Bringing an awesome mix of hair metal vibes with a touch of melodic hard rock. All I have to say about these guys and their first visit down under is here comes the party. I caught up with their lead singer, Rob Wilde, to chat about their upcoming visit, being big in Japan, and also a love of Neighbours, Roxas, and the Veronicas. So I present to you my chat with Rob Wilde. I probably never thought that I would see Midnight City coming to Australia, let alone obviously going right back to the the early days of Teenage Casket Company. So it's great for me personally to see uh, see you getting the chance to hit uh, hit Australia. So, oh, thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah, we are as well. I mean, it's it's uh, you know um, it's going to be awesome. We're, we're really really looking forward to coming over. Um, I think we're all kind of obviously looking up, looking forward to coming over and playing, but I don't think any of us have actually been to Australia either, you know, as, as just sort of like as, uh, as tourists. So it's, it's just going to be great. Um, you know, and we're also playing, um, we're playing three um, shows over there now as well. We're doing the, uh, we're doing the festival and then we're doing a show on the, on the fifth um, with Reckless Love and Eclipse, I think it is, uh, which is a couple of nights before the, yeah, we're doing that, and then we're also doing. Um, we're part of the, the VIP acoustic thing, so we're doing a, an acoustic set as well. So we're, we're technically doing three three shows over there. So it's going to be um, it's going to be awesome. Mate. We're really looking forward to it, and also looking forward to getting some some nice weather because uh, over here in the UK at the minute, as you can imagine, it's it's pretty grim. So <laughs> looking forward to getting some sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think in March yeah. when you're here in March, it's kind of on the tail end of summer, and um, it should be should be some great weather. So excellent. Yeah. Now, um, t- talking a little bit about your expectations of Australia, as you said, it's your first time out. What's uh, sort of what's your uh, your impressions of Australia over the years? Uh, I think you're a big Neighbours fan, were you? Am I correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. That's funny because I, I, I uh, did an interview with Mark uh, yesterday and he, he asked me a similar question about, um, you know, um, what I thought, Mark, Mark um, from um, the Rock Pit. And uh, he, he asked me a similar question and uh, I said the first thing that comes to mind is, is Neighbours because uh, in the in the sort of the, the the mid to late 80s, um, Neighbours was, was a huge, like, the biggest TV show you know, in the UK. It was, it was on, you know, twice a day, every day, and uh, everybody loved it, and I grew up loving it. So that was kind of my impression of, of, of uh, Australia was Neighbours, um, great weather, um, the beach, um, you know, um, it just looks. It just looks like one of those amazing places that you just mm-hmm. want to, uh, you know, you want to visit really more than anything. And uh, you know, there's um, 
obviously, I've got, you know, I've got a very good friend over there, my my buddy Jules and White Widow, who, who um, obviously was in Tiger Tales for a while and and filmed me in a lot, you know, in about what Australia is like and mm. and all the rest of it. And uh, it just um, it just and by by the sounds of it, we've got a lot of fans over there as well, which is which is cool. So um, it's it just seems like a cool place to come and come and visit, mate. You know, and um, some cool bands out there as well. So. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we're very much looking forward to it. Great. And sorry to disappoint. I, I, I think you've probably already been aware of this, but we don't drink Foster's beer over here in Australia. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so what, what, what's the beer over there? It's Corona, is it, maybe? Uh, uh, no, we've we got a few good local beers. Yeah, they're not, they're probably, depending, you know, what you used to with. Yeah, we've got, um, we got a lot of craft beers these days that are, you know, have a, a, different, oh, nice. a, a different twist on things. But no, we've got a, as you're well aware, got a very healthy beer culture over here. So that, that will make um, me and Pete, our drummer, very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, as well, um, as you probably went just uh, before we get into the music things rather than talking neighbors, but yeah, neighbors uh, being filmed in Melbourne, um, you can actually go and visit the uh, so the, the street where neighbors is filmed is actually a, a real a real street where people live, so you can actually go go and visit that. So oh, no way, you'll have to, have to add that <laughs> onto, onto your list. Have to make sure somehow uh, we get you out there to actually um, get the token uh, tourist photo yeah, with, with the neighbor street. <laughs> Yeah, get to Ramsey Street. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> now, um, yeah, as I said, off neighbours, but melodic rock fest. So for you, uh, for you personally, before we talk a little more about um, Midnight City, the band, but for you personally, that lineup, uh, who who are you excited to see on that lineup? For you know, bands that you've uh, grown up listening to, or you know, bands that are influenced uh, you over the years. Yeah, uh, the, well, I mean, the, the lineup itself is just great. You know, I mean, it, it's a real stellar lineup, and I know. A lot of people over here in the UK are um, really jealous that that lineup isn't <laughs> over here because there's, there's so many great bands on it. It's a really solid lineup. Um, I'm probably most looking forward to seeing uh, Firehouse yeah. um, because I, I saw them once up over here in the UK, but it was many years ago. They um, did a, a very short little tour, but I'm not, I've only seen them once. And you know, they were there. Those first two Firehouse albums were great. So very much looking forward to seeing them. And uh, the rest of the bands, I mean, most of the bands I've either played with in, in different bands or uh, I've seen, you know, I've got out to actually see um, myself. Um, but uh, for me, Firehouse is, is the big uh, is a big standout for me. Um, and uh, but the, the rest, you know, there isn't a band on there that I don't particularly mm. want to see. You know, it, it's it's just a really um, the guys that put this this festival together have done an incredible job. You know, they've done a really, really good job of putting together uh, bands from all, you know, all over the world and, mm. and, um, and some, some real big names in there. So it's going to be great. It's going to be really cool. And uh, for you, um, as far as Midnight City, it's kind of a, it's a really good fit, isn't it? Because, you know, there's the, the likes of your Firehouse and, uh, you know, XYZ that are a little more, and Ron Keel, obviously, the, and Enough's Enough, a little more in, in the hard rock, you know, the 80s hard rock, uh, you know, kind of where their origins are. But then you've also yeah. got your, uh, you know, your Crazy Elixirs and, and Reckless Love and uh, FM that are a little more, uh, you know, a little more in the AOR world where Midnight City, like in terms of obviously for your sound, you sort of fit nicely in, in the midst of all that. So for those that haven't uh, haven't heard you before, um, yeah, they're going to be in for a treat to catch your set. Yeah, I think, I think it's it, it's you kind of hit the nail on the head there really with with our, with our style is that and um, 
we can definitely sort of fit down right down the middle so we can we do appeal to um when when we go on, uh, out and play shows uh here in the uk and in europe and stuff i mean we have we have the AOR fans but we also have um you know, we also get the sleaze fans in, you know, the, the, the people who maybe listen to Crash Diet and Crazy Licks and stuff like that, and the glammy people. And uh, But we can appeal to both audiences, you know. Like, for example, in a, a, just after we, we get back from Australia, we're playing a, a festival out in Germany um, called Sleaze Fest, which obviously, does, you know, the name gives it away. It's, all, yeah. it's, it's just us and a lot of, you know, another sleaze bands. And then a few weeks later, we're, we're opening for FM which is a completely different thing, but we mm. do have this crossover thing where we can, you know, we're quite lucky in that respect because some bands just appeal to just that that one audience where mm. I think our, our music sort of uh, expands over to a, a completely different genres, really. So, um, yeah, we're quite, we're quite lucky in that respect. I guess as far as the live show, what, uh, uh, yeah, what do you, uh, what do you aim to bring to the stage when you hit the stage? What's uh, what's a Midnight City uh, live set all about? It's, it's. I hope Australia's ready because <laughs> it's, um, it, it's just the most high energy show you can probably. It's, we're going to be probably the most high energy band on the bill, I would say. Um, I mean, we, we, I. I our whole thing is, um, you know, just putting on a, a great show and, and, and running around and, and and just, you know, I mean, we're, we're influenced. I mean, it's pretty obvious when you listen to our music, but we're, we're influenced by all the all the, the awesome late 80s, early 90s American bands. Um, and we, we take a little bit of each each one of those bands and, and we uh, and make it our own, but um, high energy from start to finish. And, and usually... You look out in the crowd and absolutely everybody's smiling and having a great time and singing the words to all our songs. Uh, you know, that's that's what we're here for. You know, mm. it's just one big party and um, and we're just going to have a great time. And, and that seems, what we do on stage really, it's really transcended really well in the UK and in, out in Europe and obviously went to Japan not long ago. And I'm sure it's, it's going to be the same uh, when we come to Australia. Here comes the party, so to speak. Absolutely. You, you've got it. <laughs> And late last year, uh, you had, uh, I guess, a, an opportunity to live some rock and roll dreams by touring Japan. How uh, how was that? Oh, that, that was that was incredible. Yeah, we we went out there um, in October. Uh, we went. We did two shows. Um, played in Tokyo and uh, Osaka, um, and both both shows were sold out. It was just one of those things. I mean, it, I don't think there's any rock band on earth that doesn't want to go to Japan. It's kind of like the it's all like the, the promised land for rock bands, I guess you could say, you know, and and we were really lucky because, I mean, obviously all our heroes from back in the day all went to Japan, but um, for a band on our sort of level, um, really there's not that many bands that have, have gone, you know, have been able to go over to Japan. And we, we were, especially, you know, I mean, we've been around, we, we've been around three years, you know, we, we've not been around, around that long and, um, so um, just the fact that we got to go out there was just a, a dream come true in itself, and um, it was it was just a, just an incredible experience. I mean, the fans over there were just crazy, um, and you know, one of the weird things that, that whilst we were over there was um, that nobody really speaks English. You oh, know, you wow, okay. just kind of we went out, yeah, we went out there thinking, just presuming, I guess, that everybody speaks a little bit of English, but there was there was really a real communication kind of barrier there 
Um, but then we got up on stage and everybody singing every single word to every song in our set list. So mm. it kind of it kind of makes you realize the power of music because you know you t- speak to these people afterwards and they really couldn't understand anything you were saying, but yet they know all the lyrics to every single one of your songs and they're singing them back to you louder than you can sing it. <laughs> and uh, so it was um, it was pretty nuts, mate. To be honest with you, it was a bit of a whirlwind, but it was kind mm. of like. Um, we we were out there for about um, I think we were out there for about six days, so we so we weren't there that long. And I remember just sort of coming home, and it was almost one of those things where I was like, did did that just really happen? <laughs> it was just one of those really bizarre things to look back on it. But um, it was it was absolutely awesome. And uh, fingers crossed, um, you with pop, you know, this isn't set in stone, but um, fingers crossed, we might be going back next year. Um, right. and, uh, I really hope we, we hope we do because we certainly got a, a big, big fan base out there. So how, how do you feel like they've gotten onto Midnight City? It, it, it's kind of weird because, um, I mean, both, both our albums came out in Japan. They were released in Japan, but, um, uh, the second album, There Goes a Neighborhood was released on a, a different label in Japan that actually went, um, I think the album had been out about two months and the, and the, the Japanese label actually went bankrupt, um, which obviously wasn't wasn't great for us because that meant that you buy our music online, but you couldn't actually buy, um, physically buy our second album in, in Japan. So we, it was kind of, we, we, were, we were on a little bit of a downer after, you know, for that reason. And then, um, and then basically a, a promoter got in touch with uh, Pete, our drummer, the, the, the whole Japan thing was was sort of in the works for about probably about five five or six months before it actually happened, and uh, it's one of those things where you know in this business you get offered so many things that well initially you know this might happen that might happen, but you kind of learn in this business and to not get too excited about things until you know it's actually set in stone, you know. Mm. Uh, but the emails went back back for a while and. Um, and she was just really, really keen to get us over. Um, and we were actually her first band that she brought over from. Um, she, she does a lot of shows in, in Japan, uh, but we were actually her first band to be brought over from uh, from Europe. Um, so we were, you know, quite honoured that we were of all the bands that she could pick. Um, she actually picked us, and and mainly down to the fact that she was also a really big fan of the band. Mm. Um, so I think obviously that worked in our favor and, uh, and yeah, everything was, was just organized unbelievably well. I mean, you know, everything was, was, um, organized to a T, you know, our flights and accommodation. I mean, we, we were literally looked after from the minute we arrived to the minute we left. I mean, I don't, I don't think any of us spent any money. It was, it was crazy. You know, they, they, they just treated us like, like, like rock stars, you know, yeah. and it really was. It was kind of we're a little bit spoiled, you know. It was just kind of like, well, this is this is this is really cool. Um, and uh, but that's also a lot to do with the um, the Japanese people who were just so unbelievably generous. You know, I mean, we were um, when we we um, before both shows we did uh, a, a meet and greet, and um, we had all these fans come up to us with, and each one of them would have like a bag of gifts for each. Uh, band member, but, but, but kind of like personalized gifts. Mm. So they kind of really do their homework about, you know, um, 
you know what each band member's into and stuff like that and we, we got the you know the Japanese dolls of us as okay. well which is quite cool <laughs> we got like a little Rob Wild doll and a Miles Meekin doll and you know and, and we got we got all those handy to us but um, they're just just in general just just wonderful people um, and uh, yeah like I said we, we couldn't have really been treated better really um, the whole thing was just very very well organised so there you go Aussie, Aussie Midnight City fans you've got a bit of a hint there Aussie beer and neighbours merchandise in a show bag for Rob Wild for, as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you know, can you imagine like a like a, a neighbours annual from nineteen eighty seven or something would be would be amazing, you know. And uh, and I guess the I guess in all seriousness, like yeah, with Japan and. Um, Again, I kind of hinted there a little earlier. You know, your uh, one of your former bands, Teenage Casket Company, who I'm obviously very familiar with, and you guys were obviously, you know, on the verge of, um, on the verge of, you know, kind of getting big at various times and touring America. But yeah, I guess for you now personally, having uh, Midnight City, being able to, you know, play um, the music that you are, and, and getting to to tour that around the world to Japan, Australia, and obviously all the other bands that uh, you're playing with, it's obviously a, a pretty a pretty amazing thing for you. Oh, it really is. It really is. I mean, uh, you know, the teenage casket company thing was was great. I mean, um, did that for for many years. You know, I think it was thirteen years. I think that that, yeah. that band was together, and it was kind of you know we, we the end of that band was kind of I think me and Rob Lane, the bass player, we we just kind of a little bit burnt out on it really, and we just unfortunately we were never really able to kind of get to that next level for whatever reason. I don't I don't really know why. Mm. Um, but we, we just kind of, we, we figured that we'd just sort of taken it as far as we could take it. And, uh, and but the good thing was with that was, you know, we ended it, um, you know, as friends, a lot, yeah. a lot of bands break up because they, they, this guy doesn't speak to that guy. And it was nothing like that. We just said, well, look, you know, it's, it's maybe time to, to put this to, to bed. And, uh, and we did a, a really great, um, like final show in Nottingham, um, packed the place out and had it, and went out with a bang, you know, and we're still all friends, you know, um, I still see Bob Lane all the time. Um, so, you know, no regrets with that, but mm. yeah, you know, then starting in Midnight City for me was just going back to my roots and going back to the music that I grew up on. And, and, um, you know, I, I obviously had big aspirations like with everything I do, but, um, how quickly Midnight City took, took off actually, took me by surprise a little bit as well. It was kind of, you know, I kind of, I knew it, the first album was good and they had some good songs and it was a great band, but I had no idea that it was going to sort of skyrocket as, as quickly as it did. It was just kind of something, you know, after years of struggling with Teenage Classic Company, it was kind of like, whoa, this is, this is kind of a little bit almost too easy. So, uh, but I guess, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's like paying my dues. Maybe, mm. you know, it's time for me to, to get a bit of a break, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So that's what I like to think anyway. Yeah. And uh, you're working on album three now, I see. Is that, uh, that started? Yeah, we started, we actually started recording um, last week. Um, the, the recording process for, for our albums takes a while because, um, we we come, we're kind of scattered all over the UK, so we don't we don't all live in one city. So um, um, so we we kind of record, you know, as and when we can. So the the albums do take take a while to come together, but um, yeah, we started last week and um, 
the plan is definitely to, to have a new album out this year. Um, obviously, we've got no no um, release date in, in mind yet. I mean, we've only just started the thing, but we're hoping, fingers crossed, that maybe October, November time, we can have um, the third album out. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're um, really looking forward to it because, uh, you know, although we kind of set the bar pretty high on the the, uh, the first two albums, um, I think we're, we're ready to kind of uh, take it up a notch again on this album. If you love the, the last album, is it pretty much um, sort of uh, going to be along the lines of that as well? You know, the one thing that we that we don't want to do is completely do a 360 and, and mm. do a completely different style of album because we we're very we love this style of music we love what we play we, we're very um and obviously our fans do as well and, and they've really kind of latched on to what we're doing so we want to kind of keep that that core audience there uh but at the same time we um there are a few different little things that we've been doing um a couple of cool like production ideas that we've been playing around with on uh, a couple of new songs that we that we just started last week uh, which can't really say too much about, but um, yeah, they're, they're kind of a couple of little different things that we haven't done before. Um, and there's a couple of different songs. There's a song on there. Um, I'm not going to give any song titles away yet, but um, there's a really kind of it's kind of like sleaze rock type okay. song on there, which uh, it's kind of like something that we haven't really done before. And then there's uh, there's uh, another song on there which is um, very 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 song. Uh, Death Leopard, um, and again, has a kind of different feel to the songs that we've done before. So yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, I think all we ever try and do when, when we do it, a new album is I think we just try and make sure that it's a step up from where we were on the last album. And I think we kind of, I think we did that with There Was a Neighborhood. I think we, we, we took it up a couple of notches from the first album and we're going to do the same on this one. Um, but you know, it, it, um, our fans can rest assured that it's still going to be a full-on hair metal album. You know, yeah. they're not going to—they're not going to get a, you know a completely different style of band. You know, it's still going to be everything that they, hopefully, everything that they would uh, hope for in our third album. In, in terms of uh, the over in the UK, I guess definitely on social media. Obviously, there's the whole thing around rock isn't dead and you know the, the, that type of movement and I, I get the feeling here in Australia that I think things are things are starting to change a little bit and um, actually here's an interesting one I I don't know whether you caught this um, uh, in the last uh, 12 hours or so but I noticed that Bill and Ted 3 is coming out later this year and there was an ad. Oh, no way. Yeah, so there's a, another Bill and Ted's uh, 3. So there was an ad that aired during Super Bowl that featured uh, featured Bill and Ted, but it was an ad for Walmart, but they actually used Warrant's Love in Stereo, I think it was the song, as, as like backing music in the ad that aired during Super Bowl. Oh, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I just feel like there's little there's little things like that that I think um, hopefully rock is starting to starting to edge its way back. Um, you know, thing. Do you get the feeling that that's happening in the UK as well? Do you sort of where where do you feel rock is at in uh, in the UK? Yeah, yeah. It, it's I, I definitely agree. I mean, um, it's funny because I was having this conversation with someone. Um, not too long ago, and we were talking about the Midnight City thing, and mm. and you know how well it's been, been doing. And I said, well, this band could never have been. Uh, this band couldn't really have been a band ten years ago um, mm. because yeah. there was just no 
there wasn't a market for it. Um, I mean, and that, that's one of the reasons when I, going back to talking about the teenage casket company stuff, for me and Rob Lane, um, the reason we put that band together was because we, we kind of had to change. We, we were both, you know, we both came from that um, late 80s um, hair metal stuff. But back then in the kind of, you know, early 2000s, I mean, you, you couldn't get arrested playing that music, you know. I mean, it was just, it really was just like dinosaur music. My, mm. my band before that, I mean, we would go out and play in front of like five people and, and it was just at a point where we said, well, we're either going to have to just not play music for a while or we're going to have to find a way of updating our look and our sound so we can kind of appeal to different people, which is what we did. Um, but after all those years have passed, suddenly this kind of whole hair metal thing does seem to have, like everything, everything eventually, it gets so out of fashion that eventually it, comes back into fashion mm. and uh, I think that's sort of what's happening I mean I don't think it'll ever be you know mainstream like it was you know back in the day where you know the bands were selling millions of albums but I think there's a, a really healthy scene for this again mm. um, in, in the UK you know and it, and it enables us to go out and do what we do because like I said you know 10 years ago I mean yeah we could have released an album but I don't think we would be anywhere near you know at a point where we are right now, so it's it's really positive. So I'm I'm glad to hear it's it's it sounds like it's picking up over in Australia as well. That's great. That's great to hear. Yeah, like we had. I know uh, the band The Struts. You would have no doubt heard of them. They're from like your area, aren't they? In the UK, so they're from yeah, like Derbyshire. Or yeah, they're that. from. Yeah, they're from Derby. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're. I mean, they're not only. Big over 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 um, here, but um, they're, they're like blowing up in the states as well, which is cool. Yeah, like we've had we've had them. They uh, they've toured Australia twice on their last tour. The the first tour, unfortunately, there was some issues with the main band. They were meant to be playing with Greta Van Fleet, and they they cancelled the the shows due to illness. So the Struts were left a little high and dry, high and dry. But they Struts came back um, for their own headline shows, and yeah, they sold out a 800, um, 800 person uh, venue. So you know they're they're that's, making that's making great. their way here too. So excellent, excellent. Well, it's good to hear. Yeah, and for better or worse, um, you know the Motley Crue Def Leppard Poison tour in America is 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 I, I feel like it's a good thing at least um, for what we were talking about there to to actually see. I guess those logos back out and you know out and around and on uh, you know on on massive tours. So only- oh yeah, and and uh, that tour that that tour as well is uh, I was just looking the other day the, the amount of um, shows that have sold out is is just ridiculous, you mm. know. And and they're not they aren't just it, it's one thing selling out arenas, but these are these are actual you know baseball stadiums. Yeah. Uh, you know they they they're like you know like. 80,000 seat, you know, football stadiums, and and I, I would say probably more than half of them sold out. So it's mm. like you said, there's something went on, you know, because even that I don't think would have been so successful, even you know, like six seven years ago. So mm. there's definitely something happening, and uh, 
obviously it can only do bands like Midnight City good, you know. There's a question that I like uh, like ending on, and I'm expecting a pretty good answer from you, given uh, given your music knowledge and, uh, you know, having, uh, as you said, hung out with the likes of Jules and no doubt being introduced to a lot of great Aussie music. So <laughs> so this uh, this question for you is um, who have been some of your favourite Aussie bands over the years? Ah, Right. Okay. Well, I can think. I can think of. Um, I can think of a couple. I would say my favorite Aussie band would be uh, Roxas. Yeah. Okay. I was expecting um, that answer, maybe. Yeah, and but but I actually didn't. Um, uh, you know, I I discovered Roxas when I was um, kind of like seventeen, eighteen years old. I I, I remember there was a, a really great record store over here in. Uh, in uh, in the UK, uh, in, actually near to, to where I'm, my parents live, and um, and uh, I would go in there and just kind of, you know, get all the. the I, I I would often just pick out albums that look cool, and mm. even though I didn't know anything about the, the bands, and 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 that was that was one of those albums, and um, rock and roll nights and all that. That was that was great, and because that over here was not, you know, again, you know, nobody had ever heard of that band, and yeah, I still yeah. don't think anybody has heard of that band. <laughs> But uh, so, um, but I, I'll probably go with Roxas, and then also I'm going to do a little bit of a curveball. And um, I was massively, massively into uh, the Veronicas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I absolutely loved the Veronicas. That first album, and then uh, Hook Me Up. Um, I, I just thought they were just great, great songs, and um, and uh, I thought I thought they were they were awesome, and they had. Uh, was it Vic, Vic Fox That's it, on yeah, drums from, from Enough Enough, Enough was yeah. playing with him? Yeah, and uh, I remember seeing, seeing one of the early videos, and I think it was um, when it all falls apart from the first album. And I just thought that was just like a really great kind of a- AOR song, really. Mm. And uh, I remember seeing the video and, and loving the song, and then seeing the guy on the drums, I'm like, That's I'm sure that's Vicky Fox, <laughs> and it was just such a, a bizarre thing to see this guy from Enos Enough suddenly, you know, in this pop band from Australia. <laughs> so it was kind of funny, but uh, yeah, I, I really like that, that both those out that the the first two albums. I, I just thought they were great, just really great songs. I, I played those albums to death. So, mm. um, so yeah, that'll probably be my my second choice. Um, yeah. Even even more bizarre than seeing Vic Fox in the Veronicas was uh, the Veronicas actually played at a festival um, recently here in Australia. So they've kind of been kind of been coming and going a bit. So you never quite know whether they're still together playing. Yeah. I think there was a bit of a family feud and, and stuff where they weren't talking for a while. And but anyway, they played played at this festival, and you can probably say the festival was a really sort of mixed lineup. It's almost a bit like a download type festival. So I, I really. But there's also some pop bands that, that are on it. But anyway, the Veronica's played in the middle of the day and uh, there was actually a wall of death and circle pit for them. So the crowd were getting into it that much. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is bizarre. Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> so I think there was a Yeah, little- that, is, that is a little bit bizarre. There's a little bit of a novelty factor, I think, for them being on the lineup. But no, you know, it was great, great to hear some of those songs that you know we were talking about there earlier, and to see them back on uh, back on stage. No Vic Fox on drums, but um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, well, he he's like um, what's really funny is I, I don't know what happened because he, he seemed to be doing really well, and then uh, you know, no disrespect to Pretty Boy Floyd because I love him, I, I love the first album, but he he's back um, playing drums for Pretty Boy Floyd apparently. Yeah, so, okay. uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know what went on there. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
But yeah, that's good. I haven't had of. Uh, I usually ask that question of everyone that I interview, and um, yeah, haven't had Roxas and uh, and the Veronicas. So as I said, I was I was kind of had high expectations of your answers to that question, and you certainly delivered. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Look, you know, you know, I wouldn't let you down, Scott. <laughs> um, well, Rob, look, I won't keep you much longer, but yeah, is there anything anything else that you wanted to add um, before we uh, close the interview? Anything, any shout outs or anything to, to the Aussie fans or, or anything else for us to check out? Yeah, I'd just like to say, you know, thanks for, thanks for having me on, on, uh, on the show and uh, always great to speak to you. And uh, we're just, more than anything, we're just really looking forward to it. We're so excited to come to Australia and we're going to have such a good time. And um, yeah, of course, uh, check us out on, on obviously on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all the usual places. Um, like I said, a new album coming out later this year. And um, hopefully look forward to uh, seeing you and having a beer with you uh, in Australia in uh, about four weeks' time. Yeah, not far at all. Not far at all. Yeah, I, I personally will be at all of those uh, three shows of yours. So looking forward to it. Excellent. Excellent. It's party time, brother. It is, definitely. Well, look, Rob, thanks uh, Thanks again. Been great to chat. And yeah, can't wait to hear that third album. And more importantly, can't wait to uh, catch up in, uh, in four weeks. It's going to be great. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. I'll see you then, buddy. No problems. Catch you up. Have a good night. Cheers, then, bud. Bye. See ya. Bye. Well, if you want to check out more cool chats, then head on over to rocklivesheer.com.au for all the past episodes. Would also love it if you shared this episode with your fellow rock-loving fans, whether they be here in Australia or around the world. Don't stop believing, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Rock Lives Here.